we thank you for your goodness, mercy, and grace. Thank you for the ministry of song. Thank you, Lord God, for our church, which is committed to you. And we thank you. Now, God, move the preacher out of the way, convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, heal our sick. Help us that are weary to keep on keeping on. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I think it would be apropos, not going to be long before you, I, as we come down to the close of this year, and we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow, I want to thank God for our elders who have been an advisory board to the pastor and has helped me so much, beginning with all, all of them. I don't want to start calling names. And, uh, let's, I want to thank God for our preachers. Well, all the preachers stand. Let's, let's get them a hand clap. Come on. All the preachers. Man. All the preachers. All the preachers. All the preachers. Uh, thank God for them and their excellent expositions. Praise God. And uh, I want to just thank God for their support and, and whatnot in this ministry. I want to thank God. Reverend Poole, is Reverend Poole, Reverend Poole? Reverend Poole rewrote the whole discipleship, did a great, great job. I want to thank God for him. Amen. And uh, I want to now that youth is over with, Friday was the last night, youth pastor and all the youth attendants stand. Amen. Dan and Cleve and Tony and, and my, my brother, all, all of you that deal with the youth, stand. Let's get them a hand clap. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much for your dedication. Um, there is a natural sequence from salvation to sanctification to service. You can't miss service. And I'm speaking to our young people. Um, learn to become committed to Jesus Christ. Now, learn to become committed to Jesus Christ, and uh, the Lord will be committed to you. Amen? Amen? Learn to be committed. We ought to come to church every Sunday. You go to work every Monday. You ought to come to church every Sunday. You ought to, 1 Corinthians 16, lay aside as you have prospered so God can get his tithe. You ought to serve in a ministry. If you're sitting here, you ought to be in a ministry. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. And uh, Pastor will, and then I want to thank God for this illustrious choir. Uh, why is your phone ringing in worship? 
This ain't the casino. I want the choir. Stand. Let's, let's get a choir hand clap. Come on. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God. You're, you're bad girl, baby. Bad, bad, bad girl, bad girl. Praise Jesus. Thank you so much. All of you, thank you for your service. And truly, God is, again, an awesome God. This morning, I want to speak a few moments around a planned perseverance. A planned perseverance. I've been, after my last series, I said we're going to visit stillness in my storms. How to be still in the storm. The storms are coming, but how to be still is something God wants us to learn. The perception is in James where he says, count it all joy when, not if, when you fall into various trials, knowing the fire testing, and you will be fire tested, of your faith worketh. When you see that word worketh, it means that worketh needs both fire testing and faith to be connected. It's working perseverance. But let perseverance, patience, have her perfect work that you may be entire, lacking nothing. Mm. That's, 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 that's the perception. And then, and then the, the psychological perseverance is found in Psalm 46. Mm. Though the earth be removed, if God could cataclysmically reverse creation, if God were to reverse creation, because when you go to Genesis about creation, land came out of water. Lord have mercy. He spoke ex nihilo, things into existence. And the psalmist is saying, what if God chose to reverse creation? Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast back, into the midst of the sea, though the waters raw thereof, there is a stream, meaning God maintains a vehicle for victory. I don't care how hot your storm gets, God maintains a vehicle for victory. So God says, be still and know that I'm God. Mm. Meaning God is greater than your storm. Mm. 
But if I were to put the basis of perseverance together, I would have to run to Ephesians 6, where Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, brethren, Paul had a reason why he said finally. I've instructed you on righteousness and redemption. I've I've instructed you on relationships. But now we're going to talk warfare. And Paul lets us know that there are invisible elements designed to take you out. Designed for you to throw the towel in. Designed to frustrate you. Designed to break up your marriage, break up your mind, your ministry. He he deals with this wickedness in high places. That just like Hebrews 1.14, you have an angel that was a sign at your birth you had a demon sign at your birth to dissuade you to deceive you so Paul moves from the 10th verse to the 12th verse about spiritual warfare but then he goes to the 18th verse and it's the 18th verse that gives us a basis of perseverance. And this one is heavy because Paul Paul says, praying always. Now let me stop Paul's apart. How do you pray always? You pray in the attitude of fellowship. Praying always <laughs> with all uh, prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching thereto all perseverance and supplication for the saints. How do you pray in spirit Mm. praying in the spirit denotes that prayer is an appeal prayer is is an application but prayer is moving in the position above the fray in other words it's ushering yourself into the secret place of the most high God where his presence, his peace, and his power are there. Mm. You know how we get to the secret place? We don't voluntarily walk in. God has got to let stuff happen to push us in. And if stuff start happening in your life, 
you leave that prayer of now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> You'll leave that fictitious prayer of naming it and claiming it between your phone texts saying something to God. And like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane who left the disciples and went a, throw, a stone throws away to spend time in God's presence. All perseverance. Raymond Gordon, no matter what happens in your life, it's too soon to throw the towel in. Do I have a witness? I didn't call you to quit. I didn't call you to feel sorry for yourself. I didn't call you to become a victim. I didn't call you to take sabbaticals every three months. That's a whole nother sermon. I called you to stand. And having done all, to stand. Can I get a witness? You can stand because I'm standing behind you. You can stand because I've got your back. You can stand because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We leave the basis of Ephesians 6.18 all perseverance. Mm. All. And start praying in the spirit. We move from the basis to the breakthrough. Turn to Mark chapter 5. Go back to Mark. Come on now. I don't have no Bibles. You in the wrong church. Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5. And I told you, when I'm rightly dividing this word, I am the mouth of God. I'm the mouthpiece of God. Are y'all with me? Now, who was Mark? I'm glad you asked. Just, just historicity. Ma Ma Matthew wrote uh, to the Jews to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. Got a genealogy in there that goes back to Abraham. Abraham was the covenant pro progenitor of the Jewish faith. And Luke presented Jesus as the son of man, the humanity of Christ. Yeah. Another genealogy in Luke that goes back to Adam. Am I right? Amen. Why you want to go back to Adam? Because Adam... The first Adam was man. And God is out to prove that Jesus is the seed, singular, that was promised that would crush Satan's head. Can I get a witness? And he became the hypostatic union, 100% man and 100% God. But Mark, John, John presents him as God, but Mark comes along with 16 chapters and Mark presents Jesus as the servant of the Lord. 
The hindrance is on his works. Interesting. John Mark in Acts chapter 13 was on a missionary journey with Barnabas and Paul and decided to go back home. Paul was finished with him. Barnabas wasn't. And then they headed out. They, they reconciled ultimately, but Paul took uh, Silas, Savanus is long for Silas. He took Savanus, Silas, and Barnabas took John Mark, and they went their individual ways into these missionary um, destinations. But Mark is interesting because John is a Hebrew name, John Mark. And Mark is a Roman name. So he was, he was half and half. And it's Mark that begins to elaborate to us the context by which we're ready to enter. And Jesus was in Capernaum five miles away by ship ministering to Jews. Hmm. When you get to chapter 5, it says, in verse 1, and they came over unto what? The other side of the sea in the country of the Gadarenes. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a mess on the other side. They're no longer in Jewish territory. They're in demonic territory. Do I have a witness? There are going to be times in your life when you think you stepped out of heaven into hell. Times when all hell keeps breaking out. Mm. Situations that doesn't make you feel good. One, one of my one of my pet peeves with where we are in this world right now, time-wise, is that this world is controlled by materialism, which has no room for ethics. Everybody that wants to run for president is a billionaire. There's a reason for that. Hmm. that what we play is situation ethics. That the situation determines the ethic. Yes, sir, yes. So if my wife is treating me like dirt, I find an ethic to get me out of this marriage. Uh-oh, they're getting quiet. If I don't like the way the church is, I complain that you have not ministered to me. Hmm. I come to church every three months and expect everybody to know me. Lord, have mercy. I want to sing a solo and don't know the words. I want to preach and don't even have a Bible. I sit high in the back of the balcony 
no offense. And I give judgment on what I see. An evil age where Jesus is no longer accepted. We are to the point now, Leroy, where we can't even say anything negative about what is unbiblical. The world wants us to accept their lifestyles that God has condemned. And if you are a preacher that's trying to be popular, you will mix up everything so you don't tick people off. Well, I like him because he doesn't say all that. Well, you and him going to hell. So the bottom line is, he wasn't called anyway. He just went. When you called, your calling is to Jesus. Do I have a witness? When you called, you can stand flat foot and preach the word in season and out of season. When they like it, when they don't like it. In fact, when you called, you're preaching to yourself. Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, that they've gone to the other side, metaphorically, uh, life foot. There's another side to this life. Decide when the kids ain't doing good. Decide when the marriage is not doing right. Decide when the money's not right. Decide when my health is not right. Decide there's another side we got to go to. These Christians, all they want to do is be comfortable. Do you know it wasn't until God allowed persecution that the church got straight? Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait. Acts chapter 2. They went in and waited, and then they just stuck around, and God started sending persecution to spread them out. Didn't he do that? Do y'all read book Acts? Sometimes we need to be pushed by persecution so we can praise his name. Do I have a witness? I'm, I'm going to get out of the way. They came, they, came, they came to the other side and coming to the other side, Jesus gets out the boat and here comes a satanic, unclean, self-contained, uh, insane spirit. He approaches Jesus. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. We've been here before, but uh, uh, the man cuts himself. The man is chained up. The man is messed up. The man is demonic. But the Bible says when he saw Jesus, he fell down and worshipped him. Lord, have mercy. Ah, Jesus said, what is your name? Meaning that demons have names. Do I have a witness? I'm tempted to ask you, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion. My name is Legion for we 
6,000 Roman soldiers is a legion. 6,000 to one. 6,000 to one is standing there around Jesus. 6,000 to one. You do the math. And the 6,000 said, permit us to get out of your presence and go into the swine. We, 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 we don't want to be bothered with you. And then on the other side, Jesus got in the boat and the storm came up and Jesus stood up and rebuked the storm. He was teaching us stillness in the storm. Ah. Then there are three powerful principles of perseverance I want you to learn and we're going to get out of here. First, as Jesus is still on the other side. Mm. A very influential man, a ruler of the synagogue, clean man, educated man, named Jarius, came to Jesus, bowed down, fell at his feet, now, now, I need not go any further because if this man is a ruler of the synagogue, falling at Jesus' feet is not recommendable. Because now you're dealing with Judaism. And he said, Master, my daughter is at the point of death. Can you come to my house and heal her? The first principle here is that all detours are determined by God. Mm. Moses was detoured in Exodus 13 when God said, no, go another way. See, here's the tragedy of Kadesh Barnea. Here's the tragedy of Israel. They turned an 11-day trip into 40 years because of their disobedience. <sighs> 11 days. We'll be in the promised land. So God let them march in a circle for 40 years and die off because they murmured and didn't believe his word. Are y'all with me this morning? There are going to be detours in your life. What is a detour? It's when you come to a certain part of your travel and it's blocked off. And God is telling you to go another way. But to get to the same destination. Oh, I'm preaching up in here. You got to be careful with these detours because you are a prime suspect for deception. God is not telling you to take on another will. Or he is putting another calling on your life. He's just telling you to detour. He told Moses to detour. He told Paul and Silas to detour. In Acts chapter 16, as they were traveling, they were in the will of God, doing the work of God. And a man appeared in the vision and said, come over and help us. A man from Macedonia, they were detoured. Now, typically, after detour, there's problems. 
They were thrown in jail, remember that? For delivering a girl from divination. Well, what is divination? You go home and read Leviticus yeah, 20 and 18. Astrology and soothsaying, palm reading. Do I have a witness? And, ah, uh, yeah, the occult. Some people have been drawn to the occult. All, all of the things that men want to get into and subtract God from. I'm not turning my electricity off, lightening up some candles, trying to call some Negro back from the dead. I got enough dead people around me. I don't need to call somebody back from the dead. If they dead, let them stay dead. I ain't trying to do that. Ouija boards, witchcraft, curses. Come on now. Roots. I know y'all know what roots is. I ain't talking about Kuta Kinti either. Hmm. Hmm. Detours. There have been detours in my life that I didn't ask for. And through the detour, God was saying, okay, I'm with you, but we're going a different way. Do I have a witness? You got to accept the detours. Huh? I, I really didn't want to go this way. I really didn't want this to transpire. But if God is the one, and he is, that's allowing the detour, let me ride this one out. Because at the end, there's going to be a blessing. Can I get a witness? I just got to know it's God leading me to the detours. I, 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 was, I, was, I was saying, listen, listen to me. I was saying, when I came out of the military, um, and uh, I, was, I was figuring out, trying to figure out what kind of work I was going into. I was a communication specialist doing top secret work. I said, well, I could have won the NSA, FBI, could have won CIA, could have, could have won to uh, all those agencies. And, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, had a high-ranking clearance and everything. And I noticed in my time of indecision, God was detouring. And where he led me didn't make sense to me. But later on, it did. Because every tool that I needed to put this vision in this church and grow this church was where God had placed me. Did he inform me? Nope. Detours. Chris, Chris Bennett, stand Chris. Great man of God, military, just came back from Vietnam. Just came back from Vietnam. He was in Kuwait. And what other parts were you in? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Salam alaikum. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, 
Thank God for Chris. Chris is an upstanding, great man of God. We love you, man. Praise God. And, 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 and so detours are determined by God. Wayne Jones, you know when Jesus was walking in the twilight of the night with his disciples, they walked past the temple and on the temple door is a vine and, 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 and Jesus was educating. He was going down to Caesarea Philippi which had statutes of all the dead gods. So he detoured and told the disciples, who do men say that I am? And some say, well, you're John the Baptist, you're Elijah. He said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, Peter, heaven and, heaven and earth can give you that. I detoured you here so I could bring up who I am. I am the true vine. I am. Lord, have mercy. I, I am the Son of God and God the Son. Yeah. There will be detours in your life. Now, when you come to a detour, it, it kills your sense of convenience and it interferes with your sense of calm because you don't know where you're going. I've come to detours and gotten more loss. Do I have a witness? I'm not talking about your GBS systems. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about a detour. The road is blocked off. Make a right here, go three miles, make a left there, go 10 miles, make a right here, and you'll be back where you started. The problem with that is the first right, I got lost again. Can I get a witness? That, that is that Detours are predetermined by God. Now let me let me let me say this. The reason Jesus brought a detour to Jarius is because Jarius needed ah, the detour for his future deliverance. He was teaching him something. Perseverance. Perseverance. Mm. Perseverance. So as they continue to go, there's a crowd in the street. Think about Jarius now. We've been here before. Jarius, his daughter's dying. And all of a sudden in the crowd, this woman with an issue of blood 12 years, this woman who had internal bleeding, saw Jesus and approached him from the back. That may mean something also. She said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. No, notice her deduction. She has already deducted by touching Jesus, I'm going to be cured. And so, and, so, and so the woman comes up behind Jesus and touches him in his garment, and Jesus spins around and says, who touched me? And the disciples said, come on, Lord. This place is packed with people. He said, no, 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 no. Whoever touched me, touched me with faith. Virtue went out of me. Healing went out of me. 
help went out of me. When your perseverance prays, all prayer, all supplication, all perseverance, God is going to answer something. Jesus turns around and tells the woman, your faith has made you whole. Jarius had to endure a detour. Now he had to endure another delay. Second principle, delays are not denials. Delay is another level of working faith. Let me keep on praying and let me keep on thanking him and let me keep on searching his face because I know he hears everything I pray. And if I have the size of a mustard seed, I can start moving mountains. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let me pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, do I have a witness? Jarius Jar- Jar- is being taught that delays are not denials. Now, now, preacher, what does that mean? It means I prayed for things years ago that I was willing to omit and stop praying about them. That God said, oh, no, I didn't forget that. It's not time. Think about your prayer life. Think about what you've been praying about years ago that have not come to fruition. God could have delayed it, but he didn't deny it. Hmm. In the name of Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. So if delays are not denials, and if detours are determined by God, then when the detour comes, I need to be steadfast as to who Christ is. When delays come, I need to keep on praying and believing I need to act like God heard me he's going to answer me he's going to come through for me in the name of Jesus can I get a witness but 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 that second principle about delays Lord have mercy are not denials is major Mm. there's some times that I'll be praying about something and the Lord says, do you really want me to do that? Are you sure that's what you want? What causes us to pray for greatness, personal blessing? What causes us to pray for that self-centered sin of ours is not God. I am, I know I drive the millennials crazy, but let me drive them crazy again. My mother has six kids, five boys and one girl. Now, by the time I left, 
It was four of us by the time I left home in the military. We learned on Christmas morning that whatever was under the tree, we were thankful. And uh, I remember cowboy guns, because I put caps in them and went upstairs and started capping my dad, and he smacked the daylights out of me. I don't know. Uh, had a red wagon, had skates, had a J.C. Higgins bike. That was beautiful. Uh, but that's over the years. Lord have mercy. Now, <clears throat> I knew my dad could not buy everything we wanted. In fact, we were not naive. We, we kind of understood, you know, everything. I mean, nobody in South Philly had a chimney. So, so Santa wasn't coming down no chimney. We, we understand. We, we cleaned the chimney deal out a long time ago. Can I get a witness? And, um, we, you know, we understood that. I heard the story of the man who was a hunter. And Christmas Eve, his kids were sitting around saying, Daddy, what is Santa going to bring us? He took a shotgun, went out in the, in the yard and shot it up in the air. And uh, they said, what was that? He said, Santa Claus just committed suicide. So they ain't, ain't nobody getting nothing. That, that is it. Is. There were some fathers that were dragging Christmas trees at 11 o'clock at night, yeah. Christmas Eve. Y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, sir. Remember the tinsel and lights? And... Can I get a witness? But child, but child, but child of God, uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that we learned to live within the means of our parents. Oh, I'm getting ready to get out of here now. They're picking stones up now, Doc. If I asked my mother and father for an iPhone that costs $1,000... or $200 Tim's. Are y'all getting this? Well, why are you bringing all this up? Because contentment in your heart permeates your whole being. My parents played the hand they were dealt. Can I get a witness? I'm not angry with my parents. I love them. Uh-oh. I'm not angry with the way I was raised. I thank God. Can I get a witness? Uh, I'm not angry with the church for jumping in my case when I was living wrong. And do I have a witness? Oh, this one is getting tight. Not angry. Because with, uh, uh, with the detours come the delays. We were taught to work hard. Go to school, get your degree, work hard, and then you can get what you want in life. Can I get a witness? We, we were taught if you want something, go after it hard. You'll get it. 
in the name of Jesus. If you want something that bad, put some money up to help pay for it. Mm. That, that is, Jesus is taking Jarius through a trust course. Mm. I detoured you. I delayed you. Now I'm going to deliver you with some difficulty. So as they're on their way to the house, a member of his household says, don't, don't bother the master any longer. Your daughter's dead. Can you imagine what was operating inside of Jairus? She's gone. And Jesus says, come on, Jairus. This is not over with. When they get to the house and these professional mourners, he put them all out. Let me tell you what a professional mourner is. If you're a Bible student, you understand. If, if I have death in my family, I pay people to cry. Now, I, I, it's, it's, pro, it's probably not black people. We've been crying all our lives. So it, but, but, but you actually pay people to cry. They come to the funeral. And all they do is cry. And you give them their money and they go home. Jesus put them out. Jesus put them out. Jesus put them out. And, 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 his, and his daughter's lying there limp. And Jesus said, Jairus, here it is, only believe. Ah, is the reason I detoured you is because I was building up perseverance. The reason I delayed coming to your house is because I was building up perseverance. Now I'm demanding you to come up with a different level and fiber of faith to believe that I'm going to raise her up. Only believe. Your belief that you used before won't work here. You got to believe that I am who I said I was. You got to believe that I am the resurrection. You got to believe that I am, amen, the son of God and God the son. You got to believe that I've got all power in my hands. Can I get a witness? Uh, Mark is talking about works. He's talking about uh, 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 service. And Jesus grabbed the little girl's hand, called her by name, and she got up. Can I get a witness? But he had to go through uh, deliverance with some difficulty. Can I get a witness? Every time he causes us to be detoured, he's building up this perseverance. Every time he brings delay, he's building up this perseverance. Every time he brings defeat, he's building up this perseverance. And child of God, when you get the all perseverance, the all supplication, the all uh, faith that Paul talks about, then nothing will sway you. Can I get a witness? That's why the most, one of the most powerful scriptures that Paul ever penned was in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 
where he begins to use these metaphors. Can I get a witness? Paul says, we as believers, we're troubled on every side. When you fix one side, another side breaks out. When you get the roof fixed, the car breaks down. When the marriage is working, the money's funny. Can I get a witness? We get tired and want to throw the towel in. Paul said we are troubled on every side. But we don't get distressed. Can I get a witness? I, I don't have time, Lightfoot, to go into the wise. But 2 Corinthians 4 tells us, but we have, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we have uh -huh, a treasure in the trash. We are trash compared to the treasure. The treasure is the Holy Spirit. We are no good. Can I get a witness? Nothing but a trash can. And because of the treasure that's in the trash, we're coming out victorious because we've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. We're going to give God the praise because we've got the paraclete walking next to us. We are going to profess the victory. He said we are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. Can I get a witness? That means we become confused. Why would God allow this to me? Why did God allow this in me? We become uh, uh, perplexed, but we're not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For your labor is not in vain. It's called perseverance. When you get knocked down, you got to get back up. Perseverance says weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Perseverance said, I've been young. Now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken. Perseverance said, I'm getting up. I've got the victory. Take your best shot, Satan. Been here before. Been here, done that. I remember when the Lord picked me up in 1960. I remember when the Lord picked me up in 1980. I remember when the Lord picked me up in 2010. He's a tow truck. Can I get a witness? And he's worthy. And he's worthy. He's worthy of all of our praise. Detours, delays, and difficulties cannot stop your deliverance. You got to believe all over again. Can I get a witness? The Lord is good. Mercy endure forever. Say yeah. Say yeah.
stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus wants to save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Son of God, God the Son. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Don't leave here unsaved. Or you want to join the church and Christian experience, raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? You may be seated as we pass into the celebration of the Lord's Supper communion. If you're not saved, do not partake.